Welcome to Creativity School. This is the podcast all about how to tap into your creativity and get your greatness out of you and into the world. I'm your host, Grace Chan, and each week we'll get lessons on how to start the thing you've always wanted to start and learn the tips and strategies you need for how to be awesome at it. If you're one of those people that feels a calling to do something, make something, or be something more, if you want to start shining your light and share it with the world, this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode 44 of Creativity School. I hope you all had an amazing week. I can't believe it, but this is the season finale of season one of Creativity School. And honestly, I can't tell you how proud I am to have made it to this episode. If you've been listening from the very beginning, and if you have been, thank you so much for that. You know, this was such a new thing for me, and I honestly didn't know what would happen from doing this show. It is now 10 months in. No, no, it's 11 months in. I started in January, so we're 11 months in. And I can tell you that this has really been one of the most amazing things that I've ever made. I've made a lot of things in my life and creating this podcast and connecting with all of you has been a life-changing experience. And I know that might sound like hyperbole and an exaggeration, and really it's not. I can honestly say that I am not the same person now in November of 2019 that I was back in January when I started this show. I was really scared back then to do this. I was really nervous. I was really afraid of sharing my thoughts and opinions and philosophies. And I think that in real time, the last 11 months has been an unfolding. It's been an example of what can happen when you feel a calling to make something and you honor that calling and you do it. And I'm not saying that this is this amazing success because I'm raking in thousands and thousands of dollars and I have all these sponsors and I have a book deal coming because of this and I've been on the news because of this. No, actually, none of that has happened because of this show. And that's not why this has been such an amazing experience for me. And I think oftentimes we judge how successful something is by the outcome, by the end result, by the thing that happens because you made the thing. Like, oh, look, I made this thing and now I have a book deal and that makes it successful. I understand what it feels like to think that way because I really created that way for a very long period of my career as a photographer. And this podcast is really special to me because it's the first time that I actually understand what it means to enjoy the process of creating something. It took me a really long time to understand this idea, and I have really enjoyed the process of making this show because it has allowed me to really overcome a lot of my fears, a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this show, you know, the self-doubt, the self-criticism, the imposter syndrome, the fear that you're just not good enough, the what's the point of all of this, all of that stuff. I've had to contend with that and create this show every week, show up week by week anyway. And what's happened to me on the inside far outweighs any external success or validation that I could get from this show. And like I said, I'm not making money from this. I'm actually losing money every every week because I'm paying an editor to help me with this. But that's okay because the reward of creating this of 
becoming the bigger, better version of myself, of doing the things that scared the crap out of me and doing it anyway, it, it, it is an incredible journey that I've been on. On top of the fact that, man, has it been so fun connecting with all of you guys. It has been such a joy to hear from you, to connect with you on Instagram, over at the Facebook group, just seeing your successes, seeing you blossom, seeing you grow in your own creativity and your journey. You know, those of you that come to me and share that you were scared and you did it anyway, and look, I got this job, or look, I won this award. I I mean, I feel like a really proud parent. I know it's really weird to say, but I just feel so excited for all of us for this community we're building of people who have a desire to make something, to put it out into the world, and then have the freaking guts to do it. I applaud you. I admire you. And I just want to thank you for coming with me on this ride. It has, it is just, it, I don't even have the words to explain just how amazing this has been. God, this sounds like my Oscar speech, doesn't it? <laughs> but anyway, I just want to say it's been an incredible journey so far. What a way to end season one of Creativity School. And um, before we jump into this episode today, I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to every single one of you that have listened and connected and reached out and shared and rated and reviewed all of it. I, I, I just... Gosh, it's just been really just the coolest thing. Like I said, I am not the same person today that I was when I started this show. And I just really think that this show exemplifies the journey of creativity, of not being focused on the destination, but focused on the journey and just making the thing you want to make, not being attached to any outcome and seeing where it's going to lead you. And on top of it all, having fun while you're doing it. Because what is the point of all of this if it's not fun, if it's not bringing you pleasure, and if it's not bringing you joy? And my friends, this is a very, very personal creative project for me because you are hearing my heart and soul. I am bearing myself to you as I go on this journey, as we go on this journey together. This is personal. Seriously, this isn't just like, you know, I'm not some media conglomerate putting out this like impersonal thing. Like this is really coming from me from the depths of my heart to you. So thank you. I am so excited for season two. I'm going to take a little break. So we'll be back February 2020 to 2020. And gosh, season two is going to be even better than season one. So If during that break you want to reach out to me, of course you should. And if you have any suggestions for guests or for ideas or if you have any topics that you want me to address, please reach out. Hit me up on Instagram. Reach out to me on Facebook. You can come join us at the group. I'll still be posting every once in a while and sharing the things that tickle my little creative funny bone. And I'll share those with you. And please keep in touch. It's not going to be very long. So I'll see you back in season two. And um, I think this idea of when is the right time to quit your creative dreams? I think this is a really interesting topic to end on for season one because this question of when should I quit? Should I quit? Let's let's say that, should I quit? That question has come up so many times 
on this journey that I've been on. And I just want to share with you how I assess whether or not I should just quit something or if I should have the perseverance and the persistence to keep going. Now, you probably know at this point that I am an animal photographer, but I didn't start out this way. My undergraduate degree is in biology. I've shared this ad nauseum that my parents are Korean immigrants, and they came to this country with nothing more than $500 and two suitcases, and their dream was to build a better life for their future children. And for them, that meant that their children should get really stable jobs as professionals, quote unquote, professional jobs, as my mom calls it. And that's really doctors and lawyers and any sort of white collar job like that. And being creative, not even an option, right? So that's just like, in a nutshell, my story. And then I went and I got a degree in biology because I was a very obedient daughter. And I went and got my degree in biology. I graduated with my degree in biology. And I decided my senior year of college to go to art school. And I went to art school and that was to become an art director in the ad industry. So yes, my professional background was in the ad industry and I worked in the ad industry for quite some time. I did really well. I won awards. I, you know, had my work seen in all kinds of cool places. I got to be really creative and it also made me freaking miserable. It was not all it was cracked up to be. Don't know if you've seen Mad Men, but that show, I couldn't watch it cuz I had like ad industry PTSD. So I didn't watch it for a very long time. I finally did watch it years after I quit the industry, and it is highly accurate. I didn't even have the words at the time to describe it. What I realize now is that it was just such a toxic male environment. I always felt so uncomfortable. I never felt like I could speak up and fully be myself. I was actually just much more shyer back then, too, and just not as confident of a creative as I am now. So for so many reasons, that job made me so uncomfortable, even though I was doing really well in it. And even though I got to be creative, it just, it just didn't feel right. And so that's how I ended up getting into pet photography, because I ended up getting a camera. I've always loved photography my entire life. I've been shooting Canon since like elementary school, and I still shoot Canon now. So I've always been into photography. I ended up adopting two dogs and I finally got my first DSLR while I was working in the ad industry. And I started taking photos of my dogs. That turned into volunteer work, taking photos of rescue dogs. And then that turned into my career. That all sounds really good now when I tell it to you in like a really quick bite-sized version, right? But it was really, really hard the first few years of my pet photography business. And how do I know this? Because I kept very, very detailed journals of this time in my life, and I was reading them recently, and I was a mess. I was such an insecure, scaredy-cat mess, and I just kept asking myself, did I make the right choice? Why did I do this? I was making a lot of money, And now what the heck am I doing? Maybe I need to quit this pet photography thing and be more responsible and go back to what I was doing before. That is a question I asked myself so many times. And that was back in 2008. It's 2019 now. And I distinctly remember at the very, very beginning of my career is when I asked myself that question a lot. Do I quit this dream, this crazy dream of being a pet photographer? 
Or do I stay committed to this vision that I had for what I wanted to build for myself, what I wanted to do, what felt good for me? Do I keep going that route even though the path is so unknown? I have no idea if I'm making the right choice. I felt so crazy and unclear and afraid and quitting that and going back into advertising just felt like the safer, smarter choice. Obviously, I didn't go back. I stayed on my path. I stayed committed to becoming the best photographer that I could be. I stayed committed to getting better at my craft. I stayed committed to practicing a lot. I stayed committed to building my business. And this is also when I got into meditation and learning to access the parts of myself that was infinitely wiser than that monkey mind trying to keep me safe and small and not go after my wild, wild dreams. And this is also when I started getting into mindset work. I didn't even realize it was called mindset work at the time, but I started listening to really old books written by people in around the 1920s. And at the time, they called it the New Thought Movement. But I listened to a ton of books by people like Napoleon Hill, Wallace Waddles, Charles Hanel, books like Think and Grow Rich, The Science of Getting Rich. I mean, I knew that if I wanted to elevate and expand and have the business that I wanted and be the person that I wanted to be, I had to start changing the way I talked to myself, the way that I thought about things and what I thought was possible for me. And I built a pretty good business for myself. But the next hurdle though in my career came in 2013, five years later, when I became a mom. And Trying to be self-employed, an entrepreneur, and a mom at the same time while my husband was working a full-time job and going to law school at night and then studying late into the night and on weekends. So this was just a really hard time for both of us, and it was the hardest thing (laughs) That I did. I mean, I've done a lot of hard things in my life, and that was really one of the hardest things that I've gone through, on top of the fact that I had pretty severe postpartum depression. I'm my own boss, and I gave myself a three-month maternity leave. Like, why did I do that? I'm like, I could have given myself a six-month or a one-year maternity leave, and I gave myself three months. I went right back into it. I only had a nanny 12 hours a week, so that's two days six hours each day. That is nothing. How the heck do you run a business with someone helping you only 12 hours a week? I mean, a typical work week is 40 hours and I had helped 12 hours a week. So what did that look like? That looks like me not resting when the baby was resting because I was doing work. And that meant not resting at night while the baby was sleeping because I was doing work. And anytime I could, I had to do work. And when the baby was awake, I was tending to the baby. And also having a baby is amazing and also incredibly, uh, I can't even explain it. It's like trying to explain to someone what the color blue is when they can't see. (laughs) Like, it's really, really hard. It's really, really draining. Having somebody who depends on you completely is really exhausting. And, you know, 
a business is also like your baby. So it was like, I never got a break. And there were so many times when I told myself, I need to quit my photography. This is not working. This is not sustainable. And God, my life would be so much easier if I just had to focus on raising a baby. Because even if I'm with my baby and I'm trying to be with him, my mind is still on work. You know, emails are still coming in. I'm juggling lots of different work tasks in my head. It just felt like such a juggle that was so challenging to do. And there were so many times where I was just like, God, if I could just focus on one thing, it would make my life so much easier. And the first few years of being a parent while trying to continue to build my business, it's one of the darkest times in my life. I've never talked about this anywhere, actually. And it was one of the darkest times in my life and so hard and just quitting my career and walking away from it felt like the easier thing to do. Obviously, it's 2019 now. I haven't quit. And what were the questions that I asked myself in those very, very dark times where I really questioned my sanity and I questioned if my dreams were crazy and I questioned if I should just stop? And there are a couple things to ask yourself. When you reach a crossroads like I did, when you're wondering if what you're doing is even worth it anymore and would my life just be better if I gave up and I quit this? And I asked myself, what are my deepest values? And does what I'm doing align with those values? I'm gonna say that again. What are my deepest values and does what I'm doing align with those values? I really had to dig deep and ask myself, why am I doing this? Why am I a pet photographer? What is it that makes me happy and lights me up about this job? What is it that I am doing with this that I want to contribute to the world? What values are important to me and what values am I adding back into the world doing it? Are they even still there? Do those values exist and align with the work that I'm doing? Because if they're not, it's a really good time to consider if this is the right thing for you. And so when I thought about that question in relation to what I was doing, I knew, I knew I wanted to stick with it. I knew I had to stick with it because my multiple reasons for being a pet photographer, I knew that those values had not changed. I knew that I was creating work that had meaning to me and that was so deeply fulfilling. And I didn't have that in the ad industry. I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was creating work that was meaningful to me. I didn't feel like I was doing something that was helping other people, making them happy. I had none of that. And I knew I had that with my pet photography. And so when I thought about whether or not my values aligned with what my job was and what my dream was, I knew, yes, those are still there. And the second question that I asked myself that is so important because one of the reasons why I left the ad industry and I quit that was because I didn't want any regrets. So this next question that I asked myself was, if nothing stood between me and my dreams, if there were no obstacles, if there were no fears, no doubts, no insecurities, is this what I desire? If none of that stood in the way, if it was just me and the thing that I want to do, pet photography, 
Is this what I desire? And when I see myself in the future, one year, three years, five years from now, do I still want to be doing this? And when I asked myself that question, when I imagined myself in the future not doing pet photography, it made me really sad. (laughs) And that's how I really knew that I couldn't quit and that whatever pain I was feeling in that moment was temporary and that I could muster up what very little energy I had to continue moving forward. Really for me, that idea of seeing myself in the future and doing anything different, that was what made me realize I cannot and will not give up on this. And so that was in 2013. My son is six now. It is now 2019. Not only am I still going strong as a pet photographer, I have two books now. My work is seen all over the world. I have this podcast now and I'm connecting with you guys and I get to share all these amazing experiences with you. And so I really hope that you ask yourself these questions if you reach a point on your path of creativity where you reach a crossroads and you have to decide, do I continue going down this path or do I turn a different way and just stop? Ask yourself these questions. What are my deepest values? And does what I'm doing align with those values? And if nothing stood between me and my dreams, is this what I desire? And when I see myself in the future, do I still want to be doing this? Okay, so think about those questions when you reach an obstacle. Because here's the thing is that I can almost guarantee you're going to have obstacles, Just because you're choosing this path of creativity and doing what you love does not make it easier. In fact, I think it might even be harder because it's personal, because you don't know where the path is leading you, and because you are making your own path. You are forging a path that does not exist. You're not going on a path that a loved one or a family member or a friend or someone you know carved out for you and is telling you what to do. You are listening to your own internal guidance system and forging this path all on your own. And you're probably going to find obstacles. And when you reach those obstacles and you're like, I can't do this anymore, I think I need to quit, please reflect on these questions. One of my favorite authors and speakers, his name is Joe Dispenza. I love his books. I love his meditations. One of his books that he wrote that I love listening to, it's called Being Supernatural. And he has this great quote, and he says, your obstacles are your initiation into greatness. I fully believe that you are capable of overcoming these obstacles and these roadblocks in your life if you have a dream and a desire. It is absolutely possible. I am convinced at this point of being on my own creativity journey now for what is it, like 11 years, I am convinced at this point that you can make money doing anything you want. There is room for you. The internet, oh my gosh, the internet has made it possible for you to make money anywhere doing anything. The only thing that's stopping you from doing that are your own internal crap that you need to get out of the way, okay? So think about these questions when you reach those obstacles because you're gonna get there and really assess, do I wanna quit because it's hard or do I wanna quit 
because I just don't like it anymore. And because what I'm doing is just not aligned with my deepest values and it's just not me anymore. Because these questions are designed to getting you to think about why is it that you wanna quit? Why is it that you wanna quit? Do you want to quit because it's hard? Or do you want to quit because this thing that you're doing that you're building, this path that you're going down, it's just not you anymore. And if that's the case, I just want to give you the permission right now that that is absolutely okay. That is not a loss, that is not defeat, and that is not failure. So I'm going to give you another example from my life of a time when I spent time building something because I thought it was me, because I thought it was my passion and it wasn't. And so I quit. In 2015, my son was two years old. I was still doing pet photography. And I had this genius idea of starting another business. And it was called Kimchi Party. And it was a kimchi business. And I went into it with my best friend. And wow, I we were committed. We spent months, months in recipe development, making the best kimchi you will ever taste. We came up with really interesting flavors too. Like we came up with an extra spicy habanero version and we also came up with the most amazing vegan version. So no fish sauce. Kimchi usually has fish sauce and shrimp brine in it and our vegan version did not. We came up with the most amazing broth that had tons of umami in it to give it that funky flavor that would replace the seafood and the fish sauce. It was good. I mean, when I say we were committed, we were committed. We recipe tested, we're delivering batches all over Los Angeles, and then we finally got into a a farmer's market. So then we spent, I think it was like three or four months at a farmer's market, and we were there rain or shine every week selling our kimchi. This also meant that every other week, we were in a commercial kitchen making kimchi, a hundred pounds at a time. Kimchi, by the way, you guys, it takes 12 hours to make. So we're in the commercial kitchen 12 hours at a time with boxes of Napa cabbage every other week. And then every week we're at a farmer's market, rain or shine. And I did the branding for it and developed the logo, developed the labels, developed the website. I was doing all the social media on top of the fact, by the way, that I had a two-year-old and I still had my photography business, okay? So I just had so much fun doing all the branding, building buzz and press, getting people to try it. And we were getting invitations to all kinds of food festivals here in Los Angeles to come and share it and, and be part of the community. And we reached a point where We were so freaking burned out. I mean, aren't you burned out just listening to this? Because I'm burned out even just thinking about it, like revisiting this. And we decided to take a little break. And in that break, I really started assessing, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? What what is this? Why, Why am I putting all this time and effort into this? Do we keep going or do we stop? And what I realized in that reflection and that really going inward and figuring out what I wanted to do, I realized that I love building brands. I love building buzz. 
I love getting press. I love having people find out about what I'm making and enjoying it and experiencing it and coming back to me and telling me about their experience of enjoying the thing that I made. But do I actually like making kimchi? No. (laughs) Do I actually like being in a commercial kitchen for 12 hours at a time making batches of kimchi? No. Do I like being at a farmer's market every week? No. Now, people have said to me, well, why didn't you just hire people to do all the stuff that you didn't like, and then you could just keep doing it? That is a really valid question. But when I asked myself those questions, what are my deepest values, and does what I'm doing align with those values, and if nothing stood between me and my dreams, is this what I want? And when I see myself in the future, do I still want to be doing this? All of those were no, 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 no. Everything in my body was like, no. And so we stopped. We said goodbye. And that was the end of that. So rest in peace, kimchi party. You were a ton of fun and I'm glad I did it. But I'm also glad to never, ever in my life have a kimchi business again. And I think it's really easy to look at walking away from what you're doing as failure and label yourself and feel ashamed and feel like you're a quitter. And if you ever reach this point, if you are currently going through this point, stop, just stop. Stop with the negative self-talk. Stop being so mean to yourself. Because here's the thing, is that in doing what you thought you were meant to do and trying it, and then realizing you don't like it anymore, first of all, I just want to give you a standing ovation, okay, for having the courage to walk away. Because doubling down and continuing to move forward just because you feel like you're supposed to, that you have to because you started this thing, you're not allowed to stop, that's silly. That's how people end up in jobs for 50 years that they hate because they feel like they're just like not supposed to quit because some person made up this rule that when you start something, you're not supposed to stop. No. That is not being true to yourself. That is just putting yourself further into misery. And so I say, be proud that you had the courage to even try to make this thing in the first place. And then now you know what you don't like. You know that there are certain things that you just don't ever want to do or need to do again. I know I never need to make huge giant batches of kimchi and sell it every week at a farmer's market. Don't ever need to do that. Knowing what you don't like is just as important as knowing what you do like. And so if you start something and you decide to walk away from it because it's not aligning with your values anymore, it's not lighting you up, it's not making you excited, it's not making you happy, if you can't see yourself doing it in the future anymore, it's okay to stop. I give you the permission to stop. From that experience, you're going to take away what you don't like, and that's going to bring you even closer to what you do like. You're going to take away data from that experience, and you're going to take away so many more skills from that experience, okay? None of that is wasted. So you're going to take all the stuff you developed in yourself, all the stuff you learned about yourself, all the stuff you found out being on this job, you're going to take that with you in your next experience, So like I said, what I realized from that experience that I do like is I like making things that people experience and it makes them feel good. So my favorite part of making kimchi was watching the people eat it. Does that sound weird? I mean, it was so deeply satisfying to 
see people of all ages from children to senior citizens come up to me, try my kimchi and say it was delicious. And a lot of time, these people were not Korean. So that was extra special for me because growing up as a Korean person in white suburbia, kimchi was considered freaking weird. It was smelly, it was stinky, and people thought it was gross and nasty. And so it was just like this like really cool coming full circle moment for me where now I'm seeing people enjoy this thing that I put my love and heart and soul into. They're enjoying it. It's making them happy and they love it. That is still something that I enjoy and I carry that value with me in everything that I make. When I make something, I want people to enjoy it as if they're eating kimchi at a farmer's market. You know, you are feeling my love, my heart and soul in my work, whether it's a podcast or a photograph or a bite of kimchi. That is what I know I need in anything that I do. And so please, if you reach a crossroads, if you reach a point in your life where you realize, hey, this thing that I've been building and doing it's just not for me anymore. It's okay to quit. In fact, you have to quit. Now, here's the thing is that I just want to make sure that you give yourself enough time to know whether or not this thing is right for you or not. And what I love that Deanna Joy Spencer said in episode 40 is that she gives it a 90-day period. Give yourself 90 days to fully commit, dig down deep, and figure out if this thing that you're doing is for you or not. Because I think it's really easy to start something and just quit really fast. And I think what's very important is that you stay committed to yourself, you stay committed to your dream, and you stay committed to your goals for at least 90 days. I did kimchi party for way longer than that, And by the end of it, I knew 1000% that I had squeezed all the juice I could have out of that one. So before you make any big decisions, I just want to make sure that you give yourself enough time and commitment to that project, that business, that dream to make sure that you really know it's not for you anymore. If you're one of those people that want to quit because it's hard, like I did with my photography. That's why this show exists, my friends, (laughs) because I know how freaking hard it is. And I know how sometimes quitting just seems like the easier option, right? But Moliere, he is a French playwright from the 1600s. He said, the greater the obstacle, the more glory in overcoming it. Oh my gosh, I am so thankful that I never quit my photography. I am so thankful that I dug really deep into myself and started working on myself and making myself stronger from the inside out. And that is really, really, really why the show is so important to me and why I want to share this information with you, because I honestly had no idea how much inner work I needed to do to persevere and keep going with my dream because I knew it was something that I never, ever, ever wanted to give up on. So if you're like me and you know you have this dream and you don't want to quit it, but it's getting really hard, just work on uncovering and healing those limiting beliefs about yourself, 
work on your mindset, work on loving yourself, work on speaking to yourself in a kinder, loving voice, work on being proud of your accomplishments, no matter how small they are, because any step you take is moving you forward. Believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams. I know a lot of people say thoughts become things. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. A lot of people say what you think about become things in your real world. But I think beliefs become things. I think what you believe is possible is what becomes possible in your reality. And if you believe you're never going to be able to do it or that what you want is impossible, well, guess what? That's going to be your truth. It's never going to happen. But if you believe that you can do it, that it is possible, that you are a work in progress, but every day, even just a little bit, you are getting stronger on the inside and developing a better mindset to keep you going, you'll be able to do it. Be persistent and have perseverance. I can't tell you how important that is to be persistent and have perseverance because I've been doing pep photography for a very long time and I can tell you that a lot of people have come and gone, but I have kept my head down and I have focused on bettering myself in every way from the inside to the outside and I'm still here and I'm not going to go away because I love this too much and it's never going to stop. So be the one that keeps going when everyone else has quit. Be absolutely committed to what you want. And I promise, I'm promising you this, I promise that what you want is possible. Okay, I'm a freaking pet photographer. (laughs) Like if I had told my parents as a child, this is what I wanted to do and I'd be able to make a fabulous living at it and people all around the world would be seeing my work, They wouldn't have believed me because I wouldn't have believed it. And here I am today. And I'm not special, you guys. I'm not like some magical unicorn that was bestowed this amazing gift to be able to do this. No, everyone can do this. But it is a process of building from the inside out. So my dear friends, I believe in you. I know that everything that you desire is absolutely possible. That's all I got for this last episode, you guys. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in week after week. I feel you. I really do. I feel all this amazing, good energy out there. I feel those little fires in your belly burning brighter. And I hope that in this time that I'm away, you continue to make the amazing work that you're making. I'm going to include a list of some podcasts that I really like that maybe you can tune into if you need some more inspiration while I'm on this break. And until next time, my friends, put something great out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review the show on iTunes and share it with a friend. Don't be shy. Reach out to me anytime online and I will catch you next week on the next episode.